From WebmasterRadio.fm, the official radio network of the PRSA, welcome to PRSA Primetime, featuring exclusive news, highlights, and interviews. Reporting on location from the PRSA trade show floor, here is your host. Hi, this is Maria Retan with Webmaster Radio, reporting from the PRSA International Conference. And joining me right now is David Rockland, Dr. David Rockland with Ketchum. He's the Partner and Managing Director of Global Research and Stromberg Consulting. Welcome. Thank you so much. Appreciate being here. Well, I'm glad you could join me. I know you just came out of a session around um, making the case for public relations, which is a brand new initiative by PRSA. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the initiative is really to try to transform, or at least one of the aspects, I think the most important aspect of the initiative, is to transform the language around public relations. In other words, we're trying to create the understanding that PR is really a discipline that helps companies drive their business forward. Uh, the, the first step in that is to get the 32,000 plus members of PRSA and PRSSA to start talking as though they work in a business environment as opposed to using terms like I create buzz for a living or I'm all into stakeholder engagement. I mean if you can't talk about I help companies make more money then probably PR is not the place you're going to want to be in 10 years because that's where this field needs to go if it's going to remain viable. And now's the time to do it right because um, I know the trend right now is more and more funds are being shifted from traditional advertising. Um, we are up against digital and interactive though for those dollars, but there is a lot of opportunity with PR at least as far as I'm seeing. Would you concur? Yeah, I think the industry is at a crossroads and that crossroads is really, you, you've answered the question, you're a lot like, uh, who's that guy who runs one of the Sunday morning shows? <laughs> I answered Chris, the whoever, question right, before I right, you, you, you gave me the answer to the question. So, <laughs> you can say it more Yes, just like though. that. Just like you said, Maria, is exactly what you was the answer. <laughs> no, I think we're at a crossroads. I, I think the there is a land grab to go take place here uh, as more channels, whether it's social media channels, uh, even more forms of traditional media channels, more cable channels, uh, enter the... Uh, you know, the consumers, uh, you know, where they get information from, um, who's going to influence those, and how do those all mix together, and where does the PR practitioner fit in it? Does he or she own it all? Do they own part? Are we going to simply relegate ourselves eventually to simply traditional media relations and advertising or digital firms own the digital space? I don't know, but I think the key to get there is you got to start talking in the language that web analytics companies, web companies, social media companies, and advertising companies talk about. When you spend money with them, when you spend money with an advertiser, they'll tell you where you're going to get placed, who's going to see you, what it's worth to your business. When you go to a social media company or you know a web provider company, you spend this much, you're going to get this much traffic on your site. You get this much traffic on your site, here's how it converts to sales. Ask the PR professional, I spend a dollar with you, what am I going to get? I don't know, you're going to get some of that buzz stuff or this engagement stuff. And, and, and it's that transition we've got to make if we're going to play in the game and frankly win the game. And I think we can win the game. Well, ever since uh, I've been in PR, they've been talking about the model for return on investment. If you can show the model of return on investment, then you know what? You've done a miraculous thing because no one's cracked that code. But that's exactly what you're in the business of doing is cracking that code. Can you talk about trends and measurement? Yeah, I think the code that you referred to, I think the code was cracked a long time ago. I think we just kind of missed it. 
and I, not in, I mean not everybody I don't mean to so you know sort of downplay the the profession as a whole I think some of us missed it uh, and some of us said as a, as a an area you know PR is more about you know feelings and more about the re study of relationships than the and the study of publics and the study of rhetoric and all these other silly things in my mind silly uh, you know rather than the study of business uh, the code was crap I mean companies measure the ROI of everything they do already the real key is can we provide data for PR that marries to many of those existing measurement systems Companies who run a lot of advertising do ad tracking surveys. You can add PR real easy to that. Companies that spend a lot on marketing do market mix modeling. PR is a very natural fit and improvement to those models. So I think we've cracked the measurement code. I think, you know, as soon as we stop sort of some of the bad practices in measurement, we might get a little further along um, than where we are right now. But from an industry-wide perspective, though, you're going to have some agencies that may do that better than others, but do we need to get up, all the agencies up to par talking the same language at the same time to be really effective? I mean, look, yeah, there are some agencies out there who are way better than others, and frankly, just to brag a little bit, I mean, Ketchum's, we got over 100 people in measurement in four different continents, so I would put us at the top of the game. That doesn't mean, however, you have to be a Ketchum with that kind of investment in research and measurement to be able to do it. The reality is if the PR practitioner simply finds the research or measurement resources the company is already using for other forms of marketing communications like advertising or direct mail, all of those lend themselves pretty well to also looking at PR. You don't have to become a measurement expert and that, that's sort of one of the key things. I think you know, we, we've struggled even at conferences like this. We're going to turn everyone into a, I saw one of the panel sessions. You've done with this session, you're a measurement maven. Look, you're not going to be a measurement maven from going to one, con, you know, session at PRSA. You study it for years, you might get there. The point is, you need to recognize what you need to ask for and who you ask for. And I don't think that's a big company or a small company or independent practitioner. Uh, you know, you don't have, it's relevant to everybody. I think one of the things about the business case, just to return to that, is it does provide the language around what do we make when we make PR relative to business, and how do you measure it. I think if the PR practitioner simply could get comfortable with that language, and at least understanding that, yeah, through a survey you can get to ROI, or, hmm, for a consumer packaged goods company, if that's your client, let me ask if they do market mix modeling. Just get used to asking those things. We take the field a long way down the road. Do you think we as an industry are doing enough to prepare our young people, our students, to be thinking this way? I think some institutions are and some institutions aren't. Um, I think those institutions that treat PR as part of integrated marketing communications are doing a really good job. Because that, I, th I would argue, that's the way you make the business case. I think those that spend a lot of time talking about the theory of publics, uh, classes in rhetoric, uh, classes and, and, and a philosophy that says PR is not a marketing discipline. Uh, and I used to teach at one. In fact, I, I was delighted to teach at one of a very noteworthy one. I'd ask my students at the beginning of the semester, and these were all seniors about to graduate. This is the last class they would take before graduation. 
what is it you make when you make PR? Well, what do you make? Right? You go to work, you make something. And never would any of them say something like sales or anything remotely related to business. And, you know, I'd say, well, no, don't. this is what you make. You, you help businesses get better, uh, improve, sell stuff. And to a person, they were stunned. Here they are, about to graduate, about to apply at places like your company and mine. Yet they don't seem to get the idea that they're going into a marketing-type profession. And I think there's been almost these two schools of thought that have pervaded in the industry. One is we're not, marketing is bad and marketing is different. We're somehow in PR on this higher ethical plane. We do social good. We inform people. That's, that's a bunch of BS. We sell stuff just like everybody else. Your clients and mine, they want us to sell, that help them sell stuff. And, and until we can sort of educate the, the up-and-coming students, uh, practitioners, that that's the business we're in, we're going to have a heck of a time making the business case for PR. Uh, and this may be a little, I apologize if it's long-winded, I get passionate about this. That isn't to say that PR is only about selling stuff. A lot of times PR is about making sure nothing happens. client has a crisis, you want to keep them out of the newspaper. Your job is nothing. Nothing is the good answer, right? Um, that's a little different. Um, on the other hand, a large part of what we all do, and it gets right down to it, is selling the place is a place to go to work. Stock, selling the stock, selling goods and services. And not to trivialize it, but that's business, and we need to be able to talk about business. Do you think a lot of the professionals who've been in this business for a while now, who always looked at the softer side of PR, need to go back to school to figure this out? Or is this something they can learn um, on their own, at their own agency, if the agency takes it seriously enough? I think, you know, in a way, we've had a kind of cushy deal. Because, you know, not much is really, you know, measurement is often given a fair amount of lip service. The business case sort of given a little lip service. Imagine if you had this deal. You could pay a decent living. You grew a firm. You did whatever. You grew with your firm or one with you. You never had to really demonstrate what it was you did, right? You never had to prove what you did. That's a really good deal, right? You might have to prove if you're an agency how many hours you build, but in terms of proving to the client, so they give you the budget every year, you didn't really have to prove much. I think we're at the proof point. I think I think this year. Next couple, three years, it's going to be the language around measurement. It's going to be the time of measurement and metrics. And the challenge, to your point, to your question, is exacerbated by social media. Because social media, you can measure all the time. It's right there. It's free. There are a lot of tools you can get for free. Twitalizer. You can measure Twitter, um, just by example. I think we either play the game or we lose the game. And the window is a very small window to play the game and lose the game. I'd say it's the next two to five years. I, don't, I think the social media space, and this is just, look, this is an opinion. This isn't, this isn't a fact, okay? I think the social media space is changing so rapidly that there's still a lot of sort of adoption that has to take place. I know those of us who work in PR agencies, those of us who may live in big cities, I don't know if you live in Minneapolis, I live in New York, right? We somehow think the rest of the country is all on Facebook and Twitter and is all this other place. You know, I own a farm in Maryland uh, on the Eastern Shore. It's a very rural area. I don't know if anybody over there knows anything about Facebook, Twitter, and frankly, nor would they want to. This is not, this, their life doesn't get better by going on Facebook. And so, you know, I think, um, I think there's some time left 
uh, in terms of the, the time frame of the evolution of the field because social media is not done evolving. It isn't, you know, think about it. Was Twitter here two years ago? Right. Will it be here two years from now? I don't know. So I, I think it's got a little ways to go, but I think we got to get on board with the idea that it is all about business and we need to, to your earlier question, I don't know about us older folks in PR, but I think those who've been at, uh, and I wasn't including you in us. I was referring <laughs> yeah, to myself thank you. really clearly. <laughs> I, I think um, I, I think we need to evolve it to be a business discipline, talk the language of business. And frankly, what Mike Cherison has done, Bill Murray, uh, with PRSA in terms of really advancing that as a big part of the organization, I think it's critical to the profession. They're making the right move as a professional society right now. And there's a site, actually, that uh, folks can go on to learn more about this, correct? It's prsa.org slash business case? Yep, that's it. You got it. Great. Well, Dr. David Rockland with Ketchum, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference, only on webmasterradio.fm.